Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 12, Galatians chapter 3, and Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 3. The scripture says, I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed hallelujah if you would turn with us to galatians chapter 3 verse number 16 the scripture says now to abraham and his seed were the promises made he said not and to the seeds as of many but as of one. And now unto Abraham. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not and to seeds as many. But as one. And to thy seed which is Christ. Going back to Genesis chapter 32. Verse number 24. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Verse number 26. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me, me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now. We praise you. We glorify you. I pray now, God, that you will touch, anoint your servant, anoint your word within my mouth, within my spirit. Anoint your word now, God, within the hearts and the spirit of your people. Cause us to hear what heaven is saying unto the church. I pray that you move, God, in the very midst of this awaiting congregation. God, the thing that we need, that we, God, long for the most, we pray that you will meet us right where we are. Touch in the name of Jesus. Bind every stronghold. Father, release the blessings of the kingdom upon us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The attachment of the blessing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Very familiar scripture that we, most of us that are Bible-based are familiar with. Amen. And I have to say that are Bible-based because it wouldn't be correct to say that we are all familiar with. Because if you're not familiar with the word of God, 
then you just may not be familiar, amen, with the scripture. The attachment of the blessing. I find that in this hour, amen, we all want to be blessed and we are looking for people that are saved as well as not saved are looking for blessings. We are always seeking where is my next blessing? How can I Amen. Be blessed. And we understand we're celebrating here today, amen, 22 years, amen, of this great leader, amen, being in God and and standing on the wall. And, And that is commendable. Amen. Because in this hour, it is hard to find people, amen, that will stand true and stand faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ for two years, two months, amen, must last 22 years. Uh, we have people that have the collar and they have the titles and they have all of the outward accolades, amen, of being there. But I don't mean someone that's just walking in a position of a title, but someone, amen, who's walking worthy of the call. Uh, it makes a difference in this hour if you can find a leader that really love God, that love God beyond their own flesh, beyond, amen, their own means of what they want. One that will love God enough that they are willing to lay down their lives, amen, for Christ. Someone said, neighbor, it means something to lay your life down. Uh, we, we say that we have laid it down, but to, to lay your life down for Christ means you have to give up what you think you want. And you got to be willing to sacrifice, amen, your own self, amen, for Christ. And I find so often we are not willing to sacrifice ourselves. Because to sacrifice yourself means what I want to do, what I thought I was going to do, all of my dreams, all of my hopes, even though God may allow them to come to pass, I got to first put them in a place that he knows a man that he means more to me than any of that does. Hallelujah. Even when it means giving up three meals or giving up your meals three days of the week. Amen. And going all the way in. Amen. And you see, I kind of laugh when she said she had three cakes baked afterwards. I guess she wanted one for every day that she gave up. But I, I, you know, even in in the last of it, I do understand where you are. Because I didn't come out of the generation of people, amen, that is not experienced, amen, with fasting and prayer. I, I found out that if you can't fast, you can't last. If you don't know how to pray, you won't get through. Hallelujah, Jesus. I I certainly have been brought up, amen, in that hour of fasting and praying. Somebody said, neighbor, when was the last time you fasted? And and I mean, where you even fasted where someone else did not have to tell you, amen, to turn your plate down. Amen. We certainly have come through. I remember one time we fasted, amen, seven days and nights. We sit, we were shut in the church. And on the fourth day, amen, we allowed the kids uh, 
to have something to to some soup and some juice if they so desire and they turned it down. They looked at me and said, Pastor, we're not going to be no wimp. We going through. Amen. So if you're when when God puts you on a mission and you set out for it, tell somebody you're able to go through. Uh, that, that there's no such thing as you can't make it. I, I I feel sorry. I installed a pastor on Sunday, and I said to the church, Amen. Leaders and ministers and and those that are coming out of this hour that want to be preachers, they have no experience in the field. They just come up and amen all of a sudden overnight they want to be amen pastors amen of God in the kingdom but they haven't gone through any training anywhere hallelujah Jesus so we we, we thank and we bless God here because as we begin to look at the word tonight of the blessing we look at leaders as being blessed people and people look at pastors because I guess we look deep and wonderful Amen. But underneath that deep look, amen, is some scars. Underneath that walking tall, amen, are some bruises. There's some pain. Amen. There's some things in their lives that is hidden that you may not see behind the suit of the robe that has caused them to be able to stand in that place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Sometimes we need to ask leaders, uh, how did you get to where you are? How is it that God blesses you the way that you are blessed? Uh, And we might ask you in return, do you really want to know? Hallelujah. But when we begin to look here, amen, at the blessing, the attachment of the blessing. The word amen, attachment, means a seizure by legal process. It is the writ, in other words, it is the written of the precept, amen, commanding such seizure. In other words, it's a written document, it's an order that has been given, amen, unto whatever it is that is being seized here as the attachment. It is the state of being personally attached. It is the physical connection by which one thing is attached to another. It is the process of physically attaching. So when we find here that there is the attachment of the blessing, the blessing number one has got to come not only with just physically laying hands on, but somebody say, where's the writ of it? In other words, where is the document that says that this belongs? That that before you can just have it, amen, it belongs unto you. So often we look in the case, if you allow me to use this, Amen. That if someone should become deceased, uh, then their goods have got to go someplace. Uh, And and if it is not written, if it is not in position, uh, and if you will allow me to kick in on this note for your benefit, tell somebody this is a sidebar. I don't care how saved you are in here tonight. If you don't have a will written when you go home Monday, put that 
on your priority list. Hello, church. Don't sit back and talk about what you don't have. And well, the children will divide it among themselves. No, you're getting ready for your children to have the greatest fight of their life. Amen. To fall out and not like each other from here all the way to heaven. Put it in writing. Make it clear. Don't leave anything to be figured out. How are you going to bless them? They ought to be able to pull out a a written document, a man of such blessing. Blessings are always a man attached, but there has to be something that is legal. Somebody say legal. A man that assigns a man the seizure of the blessing that says that the blessing is there. It's got to be written a man. It has to be vocalized. It needs to be words that is placed in place. When we look at blessing, blessings is the act of the words of one that blesses. It is one that blesses another. Amen. So we want to make sure, amen, blessing is also a thing conducive to the happiness or the welfare. When I begin to look at the word of God here in Genesis, when we begin to look at it, it says, Now the Lord hath said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. I want us to understand that when we look at Abram, he is not just a man, even though he's who he is, in order for him to be able to be in a place to bless a man, someone else, he had that he had to do himself. He had to follow, amen, some commands of God. So often we say, I want to be blessed like that. Somebody said, well, are you willing, amen, to pay into what God is going to require of you? When we begin to look at Abram, his first amen instructions were that you are to get out of that country and you are to get away from your kindred and from your father's house. We find here that his leaving started a chain of reactions. Amen. If Abram would get out of Ur, then God would do three things for him. Amen. So that he could be a blessing in the land. Amen. And then there were two imperatives. Amen. That followed the blessings and we find here that uh, he had he had two imperatives amen and which was sub- subsequent promises the first imperative someone say get out leave your country get away from where you are familiar with get away from what you are comfortable in being around if God would send our half of us today amen back with Bishop Tatega some of us will have problems because the first thing we would say is I'm not familiar with with that land and then if you've been around him for just a little while and he have already explained to you what his country is like uh, are you willing to give up what you're in are you willing to leave your comfort zone the comfortness of your home amen all of the blessings that you have all of the conveniences that we have been blessed with 
Are you willing to go back and to live without it? Uh, the, the, the second imperative here, amen, is that he is the prediction that you will be a blessing, amen. In order for Abram to be a blessing, it meant he has to do the things that God will have for him to do, amen, that he's got to be willing, amen. Abram had a purpose. Uh, his obedience would be a great blessing. Uh, every leader is in this hour has a purpose and that purpose is contingent upon his obedience somebody say you want to be then you got to know your purpose and then your purpose has got to fall in alignment amen with obedience unto God he didn't ask Abram do you want to go amen but he gave him a direct command to go he didn't ask him, amen, anything about how he felt about leaving family. I find out that we allow family, amen, to cause us not to fulfill the will of God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We are a people that will allow family, Amen, our wonderful sons and daughters. Amen, our lovely spouses. It doesn't take much to cause us to stop in our track. Well, I would, but you know, you understand. I got to live with them, but I love my children. But, you know, we, we, we got every mentionable excuse that it is. Somebody said, neighbor, who do you love more than you love Jesus? And, and then we will allow some half save somebody to come along and tell you baby that that's your family you better keep your family because your family is all that you have and if you give up your family who are you going to have to take care of you well I have found out for watching life amen being lived that half of the time those are the last those are the ones that when you need somebody the ones you done spent all your money on, you done bought them everything that they thought that they wanted, you done sacrificed to make them happy, you, you, you know what you did, but, the, but, but these are my children, and I want to give them what I didn't have the opportunity to have. Honey, you better take some stuff away if you want them to be better people when they grow up. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because when you need somebody, to bring you a drink of water he did not ask him he says unto him I want you to get out I want you to go I want you to leave your country I want you to leave your family leave your kindred he says don't even take him with you amen but we find that Abram being very much kin to us amen we will sneak one in somewhere or another we find some kind of way to be disobedient unto God somebody says tell your neighbor obedience it has to be all the way you, you cannot do partial obedience amen and call it obedience you know Achan tried that when God told him to get rid of everything take every all of the Babylonians goods and to destroy them and, and when he went to destroy he started looking he said mm, this is good oh, I'm going to put this in my tent huh? uh, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with this so I'm going to keep it and when he got through going through all the goods he had a tent full of disobedience he saw it as a tent of good 
But in essence, it really was a tent of disobedience because God said to destroy it. Somebody said, neighbor, you got to do it like God say do it. So here he tells Abram, I want you to get out. Don't take no kindred with you. But here he goes out of the city and he has his nephew Lot, a man, attached to him. Somebody said, neighbor, leave him behind. I, I know you love him, but you got to love God more than what you're trying to take with you. And he gets out here. And I have found out when we go against the word of God, he always allows something to happen that just won't let what you're trying to do work. So now here's the herdmen of Abram Lot. They can't get along. And so Abram comes along now. And he says, look, Lot, you, do, you, you choose which way you want to go. He says, because we're going to have to split up here. So Lot chose the way he wanted to go. And Abram went in the opposite direction it is only when he did totally obedience a man unto God that positioned him to be blessed somebody said neighbor you have to be in complete uh, obedience you got to be in complete a man position and the three promises were based on God's call on Abram to leave the land one I'm going to make you a great nation number two I'm going a blessing for Abraham and then he says a great name and we find here that these promises enabled him to be a blessing and the second imperative was based on his obedience on God's three promises I'm going to bless those who bless him I'm going to curse anyone a man who would treat him lightly somebody said neighbor you have to be careful how you handle amen those that God has his hands on and the third thing he says he's going to bless the families of the earth through him so here when we begin to look at Abram and once he has completed doing what it was that he's supposed to do amen the Lord says I'm going to bless thee amen and, and his friends and his enemies would be regarded as the friends and the enemies of God something about when God has his hands on you amen pastor because he has blessed you amen then your friends will be the friends of God and those that are enemies unto you will also be enemies unto God when we come to understand the blessing here that there is an attachment of the blessing and what people fail to understand amen is that God gave Abram a promise and he promised him that I'm going to bless all of them amen that blesses you and when we begin to look at it he told him I'm going to make you the father amen of many nations amen he's going to make him this father and he thought that he could put this thing together amen on his own because of his age and he did not have a child he thought he would go out and create his own means somebody say not so but God already had a plan 
amen, that this unborn child, amen, that would come through him at an age that did not even seem or appear to be possible, would become the seed, amen. But when we begin to look at this word, and when you begin to look at Galatians chapter 3, it's not only talking here just about amen Isaac but it says now under Abram and his seed amen was the promises made and he said amen not and this to the seeds as of many but as a one amen to thy seed amen which is Christ somebody look at your neighbor and tell him the seed is Christ and when you begin to understand who the seed really is amen it was a word of God that had been spoken it was a word of God that would come forth amen so everyone that Abram came through out of the lineage amen would be blessed of Abram and because Abram is the father of the nation and because Christ adopted us and brought us into the royal family somebody say neighbor you are blessed hallelujah because of who your father is not just because of Abraham but because Christ was in Abraham hallelujah Jesus the blessing has an attachment and you got to be able to lay hold on the attachment somebody say lay hold on the attachment of the blessing well I find in this hour that the enemy don't want the church of this day to lay hold on to the attachment because the one that has the word that is able to bless you somebody say I thank God for Abram but in this hour because of Abram and what Jesus did every house has an Abraham hallelujah Jesus and we thank God for the Abraham that is a new life we thank God because he is he is the seed in this hour he carries the word on the inside of him and the devil don't want you to be attached under him somebody say but neighbor he's able to bless you come on say he's able to bless you when I begin to look at Jacob the Bible say Jacob was left alone and there he wrestled with a man until the breaking of the day and when the man saw that he couldn't prevail against him he told him he said let me go amen but Jacob refused to let the man go and the man touched him in the hollow of his thigh amen and his thigh was out of joint but he still was determined that I won't let you go until you bless me somebody say pastor you got to bless me I 
can't let the devil separate me away from Abraham. I can't let the enemy tell me to walk away from Abraham. We're in churches everywhere that Satan is telling you that if I were you, I would leave. I wouldn't do what Abraham said. But we got to understand something. That Abram carries the seed of the blessing. He's got Jesus down on the inside. And God has given him the authority. He has given him the right through the word of God. Because God's word is that legal writ that has enabled him to declare a blessing over your life. He's able to speak out of his belly and declare that you be blessed. Not only to speak over your life, but whatever that he does. Amen. However you bless him, if you just give him a drink of water, somebody say you're going to get a blessing. Because the Bible already declared under Abram that those that bless you, I'm going to bless them. Those that curse you, I'm going to curse him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Which makes me to understand there's more them blessing you than the him that's trying to curse you. Hallelujah. Come on and give him praise. Come on and give him praise. Sometimes we get weary worrying about our enemies. But somebody say, neighbor, you got more on your side than you got against you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? He is more with us. Jacob was so determined that I got to get this blessing. He was so determined. He understood something in the spirit realm. That this man that I'm wrestling with is more than flesh and blood. He understood something. That the one that I got a hold to, he's able to change my life. He's able to change my name. Somebody say, neighbor, you got to know who you're fighting with. You got to know who you contending with. You got to know why you're in the battle. He was so determined that even though his thigh was out of joint, he was still wrestling. Because I got to have the blessing. Hallelujah, Jesus. He was so determined. Hallelujah, Jesus. That I got to stay attached unto the blessing. I don't care how he rocks. I don't care how he pulls. It may cost me. But I got to stay attached. Because this is the one that's able to change my life. This is the one that can make a difference in my life. I won't let go. I won't let go. Do you bless me? 
Hallelujah. Tell somebody, hold on, hold on, hold on to your blessing. Yes. Oh, yes. He held on. And then he looked at it and said, what's your name? Hallelujah. He said, Jacob. Oh, you're the supplanter. You're the one that is a contender. You're the one that took your brother's blessing. You're the one that know how to fight. He said, but as of this day, he said, your name will no longer be Jacob. But I'm going to change it under Israel. Me that he's a contender with God. He know how to get in the struggle and hold on to God. He know how to fight and don't let God go. He know how to fight till the blessing come through. Hallelujah. You've got to understand. Get how you saw him. I may have to pick this up part two in the morning. Limping on the blessing. Hallelujah. You can say anything about his limb, but he was blessed. He was blessed. Amen. I encourage you, new life, stay attached to the blessing. There are wonderful people in this life, but there's not another person. I'm going to take it deep. It always get me in trouble, but it's all right. Not even your mother can speak over your life like the man of God that God has placed over you. Your blessing is attached to your Abraham. Your blessing is attached to your Abraham. Don't let people dummy you down. Y'all worship the leader. Y'all worship that preacher. Y'all worship that pastor. Listen, God has deposited himself into the life of your pastor. There was someone the other day, if I'm wrong, you bishops can correct me. The church in this hour has taken what we call the five-fold ministry as a, a look up, pay up, title up, to be bowed to. I know some bishops in this hour would just want to shut me or shoot me down. We've gone through this age. We, we went through the prophets. Everybody wanted to be a prophet, so I went Juanita. Then we wore out the bishop's age, and now we're killing the apostles' age. And I don't know where we're going after that. But the way we use it, and it's being used, it's like depending on your title. For number one, organizational-wise, you pay more money. And depending on that more money you pay, you get more recognition. And I said to someone, and, and they asked me, well, is not apostles higher than everyone else? I said, sweetheart, if we go back to the scripture and we, we, we look at these scriptures and look at the word of God, we need to look at these titles. They are there for what we do. Those titles all say what your ministry is, not that you're bigger than somebody else. And I know they don't like it. I was brought up with one of the greatest pastors out of Virginia, a man that spoke Greek like we speak English. And he stood on the fact pastors and bishops are, are, are synonymous. It ought to be what you do. So if you're an apostle, and I see all of these apostles in this hour. Well, I, Paul was an apostle. But you know what? Paul would go into a city where there was nothing but corruption and sin. There was not a visible presence of God anywhere. And he would go in there and preach and teach. Amen. Until there was a body of believers, which we call church. And then he would send a pastor in there. Send somebody in and set up a church. 
and he move on to the next city. So if you're an apostle, you ought to be going somewhere there's nothing but a demonized city. And when you come out, there ought to be a body of believers. They don't want you to, they don't want you to know that. They, they want you to know they're the top hat. And then, then they go next where the next day is the bishops. Because you're over an organization or a structure. But at the end of the day, it's all about what you do. And I said to them, but when you get through reading all of it, and you got prophets and you got evangelists, if you're an evangelist, you, you can be an evangelist and not be a pastor. You want to know the truth? Most, most evangelists cannot hold a church down. They will draw people and turn around and kill them as soon as they draw them. Because they don't have the nurturing to pastor. But only one place I've seen where he said, I give you, talking about the people. He didn't say, I give you apostles. He didn't say, I give you bishops. He didn't say, I give you evangelists. He said, but I give you pastors after my own heart that will feed you. Who is the top person in your life with God? Is it bishop whoever? Is it apostle whoever? I did God position you in the hands of pastor. I will give you pastors. Who's responsible for feeding? Who's responsible for nurturing? Who's responsible for speaking into your life? And making sure that you are on the right pathway. It is pastors. God has molded men and women that is able to bless you. To declare over you. If you think about it on the common sense side, it makes sense. I'm going to change the organization. What does the presiding prelate of Church of God in Christ know about you? I changed the purpose. You can, nobody can't go back and say, you know, what, you know what Bishop said about the Bishop of the PAW? Nothing. I don't even know who the Bishop is. I, honest to God, I don't even know. I know Bishop Ellis was his last year. I don't know who the Bishop is. And I ain't trying to figure it out. But what does the presiding prelate of the Church of God in Christ of the fire baptized movement, what do they know about you? How are they able to bless you? How are they able to speak over your life? That is about as, as much as me saying, I'm going to tell whoever the parent of those children back there, amen, what they need and what medicine they can take, what they're allergic to, and I've never seen them before. I don't know anything about them. But God has positioned you in the hands of leaders and then he said know them that labor among you he know you in the spirit realm he know what makes you sick he know what makes you happy he knows what makes you angry even if it's him your kids you know when you make your kids angry you know when they're not happy with you and you know when they just overjoyed but at the end of the day if you are a parent you also know what's best for them you know what's healthy for them you know when they're in danger, pastors and shepherds. If you bless them, God said, I'm going to bless you. If you curse them. I tell people, oh, don't talk about your pastor. Don't let your kin folks talk about your pastor. Don't let your neighbors talk about your pastor. Don't let your enemies talk about your pastor. That's the one that God has positioned in place to be a blessing over your life. God has given pastors the authority to speak over so here, why? Because God is in him. God is in him. Jacob understood that this man is a man of God. He's an angel, whatever he is. But I know he's from God. And I'm not going to let him go till he declares a blessing in my life. And it was a blessing that brought Jacob a lifetime blessing and change. 
Amen. Somebody look at me again and say, Pastor, we're going to bless you. Every time the enemy tell you to leave, every time the devil tell you to get angry with him, every time somebody try to drop a seed in your spirit, he's not right. He shouldn't have did that. Every time your own mind will make you question leadership, your own mind will tell you that's not right. Your own mind, who am I to question what God has done? I'm going to ask a question. Don't put your hands up, but you know who you are. How many of you are parents? Who are your low ones and your children to question you about your wisdom? Sometimes they will. Sometimes they'll be needy high to a duck. Act like they've been here for 50 years. But mommy, that's not. But daddy, that's not. That's not the way. You just old. Thank you that you recognize. That means I have something you don't have. We walk away and we cry. My child keep calling me old. What you supposed to be. That means you have something they don't have. That means you're not still on their childish level. That wisdom ought to be kicking in. I will give you pastors. God's gift to the church. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, how are you handling this precious gift? If obedience is a strain, you need to ask God to help. There ought to be such a willingness. Stop letting people make you feel like, oh, you worshiping the Greeks. No, I'm just loving and I'm obeying the one that God's presence is in. Because when you come to understand this is more than just another creature. But the visible presence of God walks in the man, lives in the man. God interrupted his life, sent him away from his country. You heard his wife's testimony to the backside of nothing. And he did it because I got some people in Aiken. There are some people in Aiken that I have chosen you for. There are some people there that only you have the heart to understand them. And people don't believe this. This is why we get the mess of people leaving church and running to the church next door. And they think they can survive. You cannot survive. How many of y'all love me in here? Let me see your hand if you really love me. I'm glad you love me, but you know something? You cannot survive with me. Thank you, brother. You cannot survive in my ministry because it's not where God placed you. You would, as much as you love me, you would die. When the last time you fasted five days and no sooner than we got to the end of the year and I said, all plates down. In the church on your face. How will the long Lord say? Could be three, could be five, could be seven. You be ready to come back to Pastor Hang. No sooner than you get there. And I say on a Sunday evening, something come out of my mouth on the ending of the service. Like the Lord is leading us. 5 a.m. prayer in the church around the altar in the morning. Would you move easy? For the whole week. 5 a.m. prayer in the church on the altar. You have the leader. The right one. That God has chosen. Israel thought they wanted Saul. For whatever reason. He was never God's choice for them. Remember something. God has a choice for you. And after they got Saul. And things didn't go well. And it wasn't what they thought. And then they tried to get David to kill him. David said I'm not touching him. He's still God's anointing. He said but David he right there by you. You can get Let God deal with him. But when he was there. And even before the time. God sent Samuel down to Jesse's house. Told him to go down. I have a king down there. Go and anoint him. God had already picked him out. When he was somewhere in the streets of Philadelphia. You want to know the truth? Before he hit the streets of Philadelphia. Before he hit the birthing canal of his mother. God had already picked him out. That you're going to be in Aiken, South Carolina in 2018. That's the kind of God. 
Why? Because he knew the thoughts that he thought of you. To bring you to. Couldn't get you to it without, without him. In my closing, I want to say to you, love him. How much did you love him? With everything that you have. Can you give him too much? The truth is, you can't give him enough. We have allowed in the apostolic movement, people around us to cause us to demise, to bring down leadership and the way they should be honored. The Bible said give honor, give double honor. I understood something growing up when I saw my leader and people never liked it, the statement, but she was the only God that I could see because she was God before me, God in her. She was the only God bishop that I could literally touch because God is spirit and you can't reach out and take him by the hand. Christ was in her. I did not worship her flesh, but I certainly thank God and gave honor for the God that was on the inside. When you're spiritual enough, you understand and you're able to separate. Never understood how we can walk into a courtroom and mandated to stand up for unsaved man or woman. And if you don't get up, you're going to be held in contempt of court. I promise you I'm closing. I never understood how you can walk into a courtroom with a hat on your head, but you will take it off for the judge. But you'll walk into God's house, and if the pastor tell you you don't wear that, this is my stuff. When the pastors tell us what we should and should not wear, amen, in certain places, we get attitudes. But when you walk into that courtroom that don't care anything about you or your soul, you're almost willing to suck their little toes to stay out of jail. Yes, sir. Honor. Your honor. Yes, sir. And look at leadership and go, mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody say, God help us. And we are the royal, royal, royal. So as the priest should be the hood. See, we think we can get out. I'm not a priest. I'm not paying That scripture is not addressing just the priest. It says we are the royal priest. Yes, you're the hood. Some of us act like the hood we came out of, but you ought to be acting like the hood of the priest. Like priests, like people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I gotta give you thanks. Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, i got to give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God, and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive, and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise.